Hello and welcome to Let's Enter the Arena. I'm your host, VM Campos, and this is the podcast where I talk with a member of the Magic the Gathering community, where we focus on Magic Arena. This week, I've got a return guest to the podcast. Welcome back, Stephen Roeder. Hello, it's good to be back. Thanks for coming back. Um, how have you been since the last time you were on the podcast? Been doing well. Thanks for asking. Cool. Uh, let me give you a moment to do any self-promotion. Do you have any uh, Twitter account or, or anything you'd like to promote? Um, I do have a YouTube account. Simply just Stevie Rotor. Okay, cool. I see you've done like a few unboxing videos of Magic Cards in there. Yep. That'll be fun. So I'll put your link in the uh, show notes. People hopefully can go check you out and, and see what you're up to. Okay, thank you. All right, so for this uh, episode, the the idea is we're going to cover some Core Set 2020 cards. That's the latest set that's out at the moment. It's got 280 cards to choose from, um, and so we'll each pick three and just chat a little bit about it. Okay. What's uh, Let's start with you. What's your first choice? What's a card in the set that you like? The one, the first card that caught my eye would be the Colossus Hammer. Oh, yeah. It is a low-cost artifact equipment, but a high-cost equipment. Mm -hmm. And it gives any creature 10 plus 10, but if it attaches to a flying creature, it loses flying. Yeah, I really like that card. It's so much fun. You can... Put it out on turn one, and then eventually when you get to eight mana, you make your creature into a plus ten plus ten. It's really fun. And thing here, actually, if I pull one of those, I'm adding that to one of my decks. When I've done the drafting, whenever that comes up, I like to get it, because if it ever works, it's really cool. Like one time, I attached it to... Yeah, there's a card called Fencing Ace also in this set. Um, this is a 1-1 one, one creature, but it has double strike. So that means if you attach the Colossus Hammer to it, it can do 10 damage plus 10 damage because it's got double strike. That sounds pretty deadly. Yeah, if the opponent doesn't block it, it's going to be 20 damage right to the face. Now, what do you think about that your creature will lose flying? Is that annoying? Actually, it would be pretty good for the pretty good trade-off for plus 10 plus 10. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. You know, if you're getting that much power and toughness, I guess it's okay that you're losing flying because your opponent better block it anyway. Yep. All right, so one of the cards that I like at the moment is Noxious Grasp. This is a black card. It is one uh, generic mana and one black mana. It's an instant. And then it says destroy target creature or planeswalker if it's green or white. And then you gain one life. So I like this card because there's just a lot of people playing planeswalkers that are green or white, like Teferi. And we all know how annoying the Teferi cards are. So it's really cool that as soon as they summon their Teferi, you can do the Noxious Grasp right on it and destroy it. I haven't battled any Teferis yet. I think it depends on which sort of format you're playing, because I play a lot of the the ladders. So you can climb up on the higher levels, 
and I think a lot of people play it there. So maybe on the on the other modes, you don't see them as much. The second card that caught my attention would be the fourth cost uh, diviner's lockbox artifact. Mm -hmm. Let me pull that up here. Yeah, forecasting cost artifact. It has an activated ability, one plus a tap. Choose a card name, then reveal the top card. If the card has that name, sacrifice the lockbox lock and draw three cards and activate this only when you could cast a sorcery. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, uh, wh why, did you, uh, why did you pick this one? I picked it for the ability to draw three cards. Yeah, that's always pretty powerful. You don't want to fall behind your opponents. You know, if you don't have enough cards, uh, they have more cards, they have better uh, draws and better answers. So it's pretty cool here. This can give you three cards. What do you think about the art of it? The art actually looks really cool looking. Mm -hmm. It reminds me like of the treasure cards, huh? It actually does. When you were uh, when you when you got back into magic on Ixalan, um, you you played with a lot of uh, creatures that do treasure, d don't you? Yep, a lot of treasure summoners. Mm hmm. What do you think about using um, chromatic lantern in one of your decks? That's that one artifact that turns all of your lands into any color. Yep. Did you ever crack one of those, or or was that only on arena? That was only an arena. Oh, okay, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm thinking of getting. I don't. I don't know if I ever got it out of the packs, but I'm thinking of Chromatic Lantern because um, that might be cool to use that on a deck because then you could uh, cast any color spells with it, and that way you can put like your your various Raska cards into each of your decks. Now, um, one. One other card that I like is the Agonizing Siphon. I like it for two reasons. So first of all, it's a black card. It's um, three generic plus one black. It's a sorcery. And then it deals three damage to any target and you gain three life. So I like that so that it does damage to the opponent's creature or the opponent or their planeswalker. So three damage, and then I gain three life, um, and then that's always useful for my life gain decks. Do you ever uh, do any strategies with life gain decks? Um, not really. Would you ever do any vampire decks? I know you focus kind of like on on pirates and stuff, but what about uh, would you ever give vampires a try? I would. There's some interesting ones in in Corset Twenty Twenty. Some fun vampires, like I like this one, Agonizing Siphon, because it synergizes with another vampire. That every time you gain life, it gets stronger. That sounds like a pretty powerful effect. Yeah, when I was in the early access streamer event uh, last month or so, I kind of figured out that deck tech right there about gaining life and making that vampire stronger. So I, I have that in one of my current arena decks. I'd like to battle it someday. Yeah. One of the other reasons that I like the uh, that particular card is also for the art. Uh, this is art by Seb McKinnon. I think he does really cool art that is a little bit different from the usual style. It's a little bit more, I think, artistic instead of realistic. So it's got this guy that all of this like energy is flowing all over the place. And he looks like uh, he's getting all of his energy drained. 
Are there any cards that sort of like stand out to you in terms of the artist? Um, I would go with uh, abilities. Oh, okay. Sometimes it's cool to just enjoy the, the art too, but definitely the abilities are, are what, what help you win the game. That's true. So what would you say your next card is? The Graph Digger's Cage. Hmm. Artifact. What does that one do? It um, locks um, creature cards in graveyards and libraries where they can't enter the battlefield. Oh, okay. And it's a one cost. Well, that's pretty good at one cost that's uh, very efficient, um, so you can get it out a little faster and uh, start using it right away. And it's a pretty good spell drainer, because your opponents can't act, use uh, spells from their graveyards or libraries. Oh, that's cool. Um, that's a spell lockdown card. I think that would have worked really well that other day when we were playing commander against um jose he was doing a lot of stuff from his grave from his uh graveyard wasn't he yeah that would be a good deck to use against him yeah he was kind of getting some powerful effects by using his graveyard over and over so if only we have the we had this graft digger's cage it might have helped us yeah hopefully when i pull 2020 set i pull that card in Mm -hmm. I could add it to my deck. Yeah, because it's colorless, it would it would definitely fit in the deck. Yep, it's only one casting cost. The flavor text is kind of funny, too. It says, best bury them right. We don't want any gruesome encore. I do like the art of it. Yeah, the art looks pretty interesting. It looks like a really scary... Well, it's... What is it? It's It's a coffin, and then it's got like a cage around it. It looks like a treasure chest inside the cage. Oh, yeah. A treasure chest filled with zombies instead of gold, however. So let's see. My third card. I went with Audacious Thief. This is another black card. And it's two generic mana plus a black. But this time it's a human rogue. It's a creature. I had previously selected... Um, non-creature spells but this time i went with a creature spell so it's just a 2-2 but it has whenever audacious thief attacks you draw a card and you lose one life so i like this as a way to constantly get more cards every time it attacks that sounds like a pretty powerful effect i think so because i i you know i don't want to run out of cards i don't want my opponent to have all the cards so if i've got a creature that makes cards or draws me cards i think that's good now, I've got a uh, couple of vampire decks that I like to play, but um, I put this guy in there, even though he's not a vampire, he's an honorary vampire. And that's don't make him a vampire? He can, be, he can pretend to be a vampire in the deck when he's surrounded with everyone else that's a vampire, and he kind of looks uh, like a vampire a, a little bit, so I'm surprised that he's a human instead. That is pretty surprising. Mm-hmm. Well, as you look through the uh, through the set, um, are there any planeswalkers that stand out to you? I'm looking. I've got one. Uh, let me pick one, and then if you find one that you like, uh, so there is a um, there is a vampire planeswalker. This is Sorin, Imperious Bloodlord. 
I really like this card. It's only a three casting cost legendary planeswalker. And he's got four loyalty. When you plus one him, he can give a vampire uh, life link and death touch and a plus one counter. So that sounds pretty good for a vampire deck, doesn't it? It does. Sounds like it'll be a good support. Yeah. And then when you plus one, now this one's kind of interesting. When you, this, this other plus one is if you sacrifice one of your vampires, it'll deal three damage to uh, any target uh, and then gives you three life. So what do you think about sacrificing your own creatures to do other things? That sounds like it could work pretty well. Yeah, the only problem is if you don't have any creatures, that ability is kind of wasted. That is true. And then on his minus three, uh, so he has three abilities in total. His minus three is you may put a vampire creature card from your hand onto the battlefield. So you can summon a vampire without paying its casting cost uh, if you have this planeswalker. Oh, I finally found uh, the planeswalker I like. Oh, which one do you like? Um, Chandra Flames Fairy. She is a a six casting cost for loyalty counters. Her plus one ability is she deals two damage to any target. Her minus two ability is deals four damage to target creature and two damage to that creature's controller. Hmm. And an ultimate of eight. As she deals 10 damage to target player and each creature that player controls. Oh, wow. 10 damage to everything, huh? Yep, for a cost of 8. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm seeing here that this is actually part of the Planeswalker deck, so you can get this card right away if you get the red Planeswalker deck in Corsa 2020. Oh, really? Yeah, they have five different... Planeswalker decks in this set, they usually only have two, but because this is a core set with a bunch of different cards uh, for for all players, this is one of the Planeswalker decks. And she is legal on most of the format. Yeah, exactly. So in Commander, where you usually uh, go a little bit longer, you, um, you can uh, summon her uh, with that six mana. And usually with Commander, games go pretty long. Yeah. What's the longest game, do you remember, that we've had in Commander? I would say longest game I remember would be... It went on for, like, almost three hours. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I, I play a, a lot on Arena or in real life, too, so they kind of all... All the games are starting to blend together, but that makes sense. That one time it was, like, almost three hours, wasn't it? Yep. Now, this uh, this card, since it's a Planeswalker, uh, in a Planeswalker deck, uh, this is a preview right here. I'll reveal it to everyone. Uh, I'm actually doing some YouTube videos where I'm upgrading the Planeswalker decks, and I'm going to upgrade this, uh, this card in her Planeswalker deck. So that's coming to my YouTube soon. Oh, the Sandra one? Yeah. So the preview of that is that on her Planeswalker deck... Um, I'm starting to add more elementals to that deck so that you can do some fun elemental synergies. Can't wait for that video to come out. Oh, cool. Thanks. Yeah, it's going to come out probably on a Monday, next Monday or so. I release a new video, a new magic video every Monday. 
I also have some videos to um, upload uh, regarding Comic-Con. Uh, I think you went to Comic-Con as well, didn't you? Yes. Do you have any plans on, on doing any stuff on YouTube about Comic-Con? Yep, I have plans. Oh, that's cool. Can't wait to see that. Uh, any sort of preview maybe you want to release here in the podcast? A teaser, maybe? I'd rather keep it a surprise. <laughs> okay, that, that'll that be cool when it comes out then, when everyone gets their alert that, that there's a new video for you, so we'll check it out. Thank you. So... On um, Magic Arena at the moment, they have a um, they have a few sort of events that if you play on these events, you can actually you can win some unglued cards. What are those? So unstable is the oh is unstable. The, well, the, there's been three unsets there's been unstable before that there was unglue no unhinged and then before that there was unglued uh so these are also like weird and wacky sets with a silver border so if you if you play arena at the moment you can get these special full art lands uh from unhinged yeah i remember playing unstable that was a fun set yeah wouldn't it be great if they can put it on arena I'd love that. The only thing is, how would you get someone else to help you in the game? They'd have to take over the mouse. That could work. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, any final thoughts on the new set, Core Set 2020? Anything you're looking forward to picking up to add to your decks? I would say mostly the artifacts. Mm-hmm. Mainly. Yeah, I think... I think artifacts are always cool because you can add them to any sort of deck. But that actually reminds me. Let me browse here. I believe there is a spirit pirate in this set. Not dungeon geese. No. Uh, it does It does actually look like a pirate guy. It's blue. So it would go in your deck. I just saw your frost link. Oh, yeah. The Frost Links is a um, is an interesting card. It's the only uh, cat in Magic that is blue. When are they planning on making any more? Well, that'd be interesting. So you can uh, make um, you know more of a cat tribal deck. So here's the card that I found. It's called Spectral Sailor. It's a one casting cost. It's a single blue mana, and it's a one one Spirit Pirate. But uh, he's got Flash, so you can cast it during your opponent's turn, and when it comes back to your turn, it's ready to attack. Oh, so like a quick play effect. Exactly. And it also has the ability of paying four mana, and he draws you a card. You know, so he goes and pillages a card and gets you a card. That's a little high cost, though, for a card. It is, but you don't have to tap the... Um, the sailor. Oftentimes you have to pay some mana and then tap the creature and you can only do it once. Well, with this, since it doesn't have a tap, as long as you've got the mana, you can keep drawing cards. That's true. Mm-hmm. Well, um, just to remind the listeners, uh, what's your what's your social media again? My social media is YouTube and it's TV Rotor and that's pretty much it. 
Okay, well, as for myself, I'm over on Twitter. That's twitter.com slash vmcampos. I um, tweet stuff randomly all the time. And if people follow me, usually every day at one o'clock, I try to upload some photo. That's my one photo at one o'clock. It's not always magic related. Maybe it's related to my cat or books or comics or whatever. So I've got my Twitter. I've also got YouTube, youtube.com slash vmcamposjr. I have a schedule of things. On Monday, I do a magic video. On Wednesdays, I do a comic video. On Saturdays, I do my streams. So, Stevie, thank you so much for being on the podcast again. Thank you for having me back. This has been VM Campos, and I'll see you in the arena. <laughs>